You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, let's open to Luke chapter 17. We're going to read a very familiar text from verse 11 to 19. The account of, or rather the account where Lord Jesus healed 10 lepers. We are in the year 2020. How many of us are feeling different from when we're, the way we're feeling at the beginning of the year? You've acclimatized to the new year, right? Everything shouldn't go back to normal. It should go better in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Don't let yourself settle. Amen. Keep pressing on God. He's about to do something. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so the Bible reads from verse 11, read 11 to 19. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We have before us a very familiar passage, which um, I believe the lessons from that are as plain as possible. But we'll be looking at it today and from there, you know, just um, meditating on a few things. In particular, the glory of God. Praise the Lord. The glory of God. You see, uh, um, I have come to see, you know, that God takes the matter of his glory much more seriously than we think and that we have known. The matter of his glory, he really takes it seriously. In, in Isaiah 42 verse 8, you can please put that on the screen, we'll come back to the text. Isaiah 42 verse 8, our Lord speaking says, I am the Lord, that is my name. What else does he say? And my what? Glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. You know, our Lord Jesus, after his resurrection, said to us, All authority in heaven and on earth has what? Been given to me. And he gave it to us. He said, Go therefore, go with this authority. So he gives us power, he gives us authority, he gives us, you know, silver, he gives us gold, he gives us everything. But he said, My glory I won't give to you. Praise the Lord. Have you thought about that? He's willing to give you every other thing. Just like we illustrated, uh, I think we talked, we mentioned that last Sunday. About when we, you know, how to know God and how to, by knowing ourselves. And we said in the house, the father provides or the parents provide everything. And then the children, somebody is just living in the house, doing everything, eating. The parents provide for the children to eat. But... If those people in the house don't acknowledge the person providing, then that's where the problem is. It's not contributing money for the food. It is acknowledging that somebody is making this provision. Praise the Lord. And in Isaiah 48, before we leave Isaiah, please, Isaiah 48, 11. 
God speaking there as well. 48, 11, he said, for my own sake, for my own sake, I will do it. He said, for how should my name be profaned and I will not give my glory to another. Can we see that particular um, verse in the message translation? He says, my reputation. He says, out of myself, simply because of who I am, I do what I do. I have my reputation to do what? To keep up. I am not playing second fiddle to either gods or people. He says, my glory is not touchable. Praise the Lord. God is concerned about his glory. So let's go back to our text. So is it a wonder here that after Lord Jesus had freely healed 10 of these lepers, he was expecting them to come back? Praise the Lord. He was expecting them to come back. Because when he said, look at verse 17 of our text. It says, were there not 10 cleansed? That means he counted the number. And he was expecting 10 people to come back. Praise the Lord. And he says, but where are the nine? He had seen one. He was looking out for the nine, other nine. And he said, none of them returned to give glory to God except this friend. Now, before we move on, because we're going to touch a few places, but let's just take what we'll take from this text. I, I want us to see something here that part of the reasons why we fail to acknowledge God and why these people, you know, this nine here, wouldn't come back and immediately acknowledge God was what we began to learn on Wednesday about Abraham and some of the people that we have written on the scriptures. When we read the story, last Sunday we looked at Abraham and God asking him to come, you know, to go sacrifice his only son Isaac. And we learned that it was a bit doable or easier for Abraham because God did not say to a group of people, offer me your sons. Praise the Lord. He didn't say to a group of people, offer me your sons, your first sons. I want your first sons as sacrifice. He didn't say, he didn't even say to Abraham and Sarah. Praise the Lord. He said to Abraham, you. You see, there's a difference in response when you know that this dealing, you're dealing, this transaction between you is between you and God. Not between a group of people. Is someone with me? How many married people are here? How many married people? Just raise your hand. Okay. This will help us. I've realized that when I am going somewhere with my wife, both of us are going somewhere. I get ready. And I wait for her. Any husband here? Is that true? I also realize, <laughs> but I realize that when my wife is going somewhere alone, she never goes late. Have you realized that as well? So, anytime it's us, there is this drag that comes in. Because when we get there and we are late, it won't be, I am late. It will be, we are late. But when is her meeting, even if I'm trying to, I'm going late, I'm going late. And I realized, oh, so you're time conscious. But when I'm involved, I dilute that consciousness. These people here in this account, if it had been one person, he would have come back. But you see, there's something about group. When God does something for a group of people, we just assume we commonize it. We, you know, average it out. So you look around and say, ah, I mean, is, is it not us? He healed us. It becomes a bit religious. Okay? That's why, please, if you went in church on Wednesday, and even if you were in church, listen to that message. I listened to it, and it blessed me. Just listen to it. It's a, it's a simple key. That is going to help you. Because when you know that this experience, this thing that happened is special to you. It puts you in a better position to respond better. Praise the Lord. To respond appropriately. God will help us in Jesus name. The second reason why this man found it difficult to come back is that the healing was not spectacular. We don't know how long they traveled. 
They say, go show yourselves to the priest. So they were leprous, okay? And as they were going, maybe some part of the hands began to look better. Praise the Lord. And then as they were going, it was just changing, you know, changing. And by the time they were completely healed, they had gotten used to the fact that they were being healed. And, you know, for you and I, what the way the Lord ministered that for me is this. Many times, especially in healing, when God heals us, most Christians today, you see, because he's not dramatic about the healing, he does not get the glory due him for that healing. Is someone with me here? So, so you realize that you were sick and you didn't do anything and then you're well. And then to you it's normal. Why? Because, I mean, you didn't, you know, fall down, die and then get up again. But in the process, if they told you all that God did to keep you well, praise the Lord somebody. You know, recently I, I had to go and check my eyes and, you know, I don't like going to hospital. So for me to call and say, I want to check something, it meant that I was feeling some interesting, you know, challenging things. And when they checked, praise God, they said there was nothing. Now I know there was something. Praise the Lord. I know that there was what? Something. But God, somebody say, but God. But God had healed me. Now, you see, I could immediately think there was nothing. I'll be lying to myself. Because nobody calls to go and say a doctor to gist. Praise the Lord. Something was wrong, but the healing was not in a moment. I don't know how he did it, but as the, the first day I went, I was still feeling like that. But by the time we're going back and forth, you know, one or two things, I realized that something has changed. God has healed me. Praise the Lord. Without anything, without medication. However, let, let me tell you the truth now. Before I went to the hospital, I was very careful. And this is, you know, for every one of us listening to me. Before I went to the hospital, I, you see that scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I take it very seriously. I will not talk to a doctor unless I've spoken to God. So long before I called, you know, to see the uh, optician, Dr. Chichia, our sister here, I had been praying. And I was telling God as I'm going here, you know, it's you I'm going to. Is someone with me? So I'd begun to put him in total control. Of the situation. Now, but the point I'm making is this. Oftentimes, when healing is not dramatic, we don't give God the praise that is due him concerning it. Okay? And today, we are learning that when you look around you, that's why you can just open up your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus. Because whether you know it or not, there are many things you should be thanking him for that you're not even aware. Can we say thank you, Jesus? Can we just like, because if, if, he, if he wanted to really make us know what he's doing, your life won't be the way it is. You will see so many things. Praise the Lord, somebody. So that was the second reason. They, they, their healing was, you know, gradual. It was time released. As they were going, it just happened. So they got used to it as time went on. And when it was complete, they just felt, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? The third reason is that, the one who came back was the foreigner. The ones who didn't come back were his brothers. They were entitled. Entitlement mentality. Praise God. One of the things I never forget is when it was my desire to travel outside of Nigeria. So every time I'm traveling and you know, I'm a pastor now. So most pastors fly business class and all of that. And when the devil wants to tell me you're flying economy. I remind him when I wanted to sit at the toilet just to travel. Is somebody getting me? Even if we're too, okay, we have some old people. How many of us know the one that is called attachment? Uh -huh. Even if I were to go by what? Attachment, let me just go. So, the, with time, we begin to get an entitlement mentality to the blessings of God. And many of us that are seated here, what is making you ungrateful? If you could backstep in your life, you will see that the place where you are is enough reason for thanksgiving already. Is somebody hearing me? 
if you thought well, you will see that what you're not appreciating God for was what you were excited about asking him to do. But now you become used to it. So it doesn't mean much to you. So for these people, I mean, the Bible said the son of righteousness is going to arise with healing in his wing. This is their brother. They were waiting. I mean, uh, we, we are the people now. We are the Jews. But the Samaritan said, this is a wonderful thing that has happened to me. And then he came back to say thank you. Now, another thing I want to pick from this text before we move on quickly is that reading it, you see something very important in verse 15. The Bible says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, the first word there is what? Return. Let me say returned. Okay, that's where we're going to take it from. Return. And then when you see our Lord Jesus speaking on his own here, he also says it in verse 19. He said, sorry, 18. He said, were there not any found who did what? Who returned to give glory. Now, what I see from that simply is this, brothers and sisters, is that the nine, the other nine, they could not be so insensitive. I want to believe that when they were healed, anywhere they were, praise God. They were saying, I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm healed. Isn't it? Leprosy is not a healing that you can actually hide. It changes everything about you. They couldn't come home, but now they can come home. They look different. Everybody looking at them. So I want to believe that the return there is key. Because you see, many times God does things for you and I. Okay, let, let me use you. How many of us, you know, you, you, you have been blessed with something that makes you actually do big shakara, you know? And then the person God used does not know the volume of shakara or the quantity of shakara you're doing with what they gave you. But you're shining anywhere you are. Let me, let, let, let me break it down. This man, anywhere they were, okay, were being acknowledged. Ah, ah, something has happened. Oh boy, you're looking good. I say, man, man, you know, I just, I just, I just give God praise. That I just give God praise is a slang that we use to say, I done it. Because if you're saying I give God praise, the question is, have you gone to God on your own for this very purpose to say, Lord, I have come back. Are you getting me? It's not giving glory. Because everybody say it gives. In fact, how many? You watch African movie. At the end of every African movie, what do you see? Uh-huh. <laughs> no matter what the movie is about. Abby, the conclusion. So, so they, they say to you, ah, what, 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 oh boy, what's happening? Ah, oh boy, see your ride. See your house. See this. He said, to God be the glory. You see, that statement is not the God you're talking about there is not the God who did it. It is just your answer to, to fully take it in that this thing is not easy. Are you hearing me? But the key word there is return. Why is the return there? Because the return involves coming back to the person who knew you before you became what you are now. And that's what many people don't want to remember. Many people whom God has blessed don't want to remember where they're coming from. Because you see, it will give you a perspective. It will bring some understanding. You know, on Wednesday, our brother making a contribution reminded us the scripture that says, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, he said, why are you behaving like that? So the reason... Those people would have what gone ahead and not returned. Is you see, we 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 jogged, we did this, and we got healed. To God be the glory. Returning to Jesus would have taken every praise from them. Returning to Jesus would have taken every iota of glory from them, and that's what they wouldn't do. But that's what the Samaritan did. In fact, before he came back, he started with a loud voice. So everybody who looked at him and said, you're looking good, knew that it was not his effort. Praise the Lord. 
So what was he doing that those people didn't do? Because I want to even, you know, credit them that they gave glory. But, you know, this type of glory. Is that the Samaritan did something. You know what he did? He did like this and pointed to God. Are you with me? That's what he did. He said, I am healed. Praise the Lord. And he said, this is who what? Did it. Are you, are you, are you excited for me? He said, give him thanks. Are you wondering how good I'm looking? He said, give him thanks. Are you wondering how I made it thus far? He said, what? Give him thanks. And brothers and sisters, that is the matter. It is that pointing to him. Praise the Lord. Is that pointing to him? Is that making sure that no one is in doubt who did it? And notice in the text, the last verse of the text says, And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your word. Your faith has made you whole. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let, let, let me show you in Revelation, the book of Revelation. Let me show you something there. In Revelation 14, verse 6 and 7, to show you something about this glory as we go on. Revelation 14, 6 and 7. Thank you. 6 and 7, can you put it together, if possible? Thank you. It says, then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach. What was this angel going to preach? Let me hear you. The everlasting gospel, okay? You really, we should want to know what this everlasting gospel is talking about. To preach to those who dwell on the earth, okay? To every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Seven. Let's read seven to get everybody. It's saying with a loud voice, what? Fear God and what? Give glory to him. <laughs> Fear God and what? Give. He said that is the everlasting gospel. Praise the Lord. Fear God and what? Give glory to him. He said that's the everlasting gospel. For the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth. This year. It says to acknowledge that God is the maker of his world. Uh, praise the Lord somebody. You know, I don't know if you you know, have um, encountered this, but if you, if, you, if you have tried to minister to quite a, a few people, you would have had this response. I, I, I give money to the widows. I feed the poor. You know, I do good things. How many of us have, you know, friends and... The, the, the Bible says, Holy Spirit, help us. In Romans 2, 4, the second part says... For it is the goodness of God that one leads us or leads you to repentance. Now, I've realized that in our time, in our world, you know, especially with social media and all of that, a lot of people that God is showing mercies and favors and blessings on so that they can come to the knowledge of the truth, okay? So that they can acknowledge him, so that they can fear God and give glory to him. There's something that I see happening there. Every time for most of the people, what happens is that once that goodness comes, there is an attention that they now want to say now. I want to do good. I want to do good things. I want to do that and do that. And when they do those things, which are not bad, praise the Lord. We're, 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 I, I, Holy Spirit would need me to, to help me to do this. You see, to give to widows, to give to orphans, to give to the poor. In fact, one actually, I hope he's not listening to this message. One actually said that he, he has, that he wants to send me money. Listen to this. So that we can give to widows and, you know, orphans and poor people. I was meaning, you know, we are covered, a, a friend of mine, a very close friend, old you know, so he said, I want to send you this money. Then when you give to them, record them, pray for me. Okay? No, no, don't laugh. I mean, that's his level. Record them, pray for me. He said, because that's what some other people, he's dealing with some other people. And I said to him, that's interesting. 
that it's good for you to give to them. Okay? But the mistake, you know, the, the starting foundation is the one that are going to pray to. What's your relationship with him? Is someone getting what I'm saying? You see, God, God has blessed. That, that's why you see on social media, this person is saying, I'm doing this, that, that person, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. All of that is good. But giving glory to God, he has said it's not what? Negotiable. Are you with me? It's not negotiable. What God wants most in his word is that everyone, as I live, says the Lord, the knowledge of what? The glory of the Lord will do what? Will cover the earth as what? The waters cover the sea. What God desires is that everyone in this world will walk, take a step and say, the earth is yours, O Lord. The air I breathe is yours, O Lord. The beans I ate is yours, O Lord. The bread I ate is yours. The calm driving is yours. That's what God wants. When you get to that understanding, you walk in righteousness. Because if it is his, then he has a right to determine how it is used. So that's why people can say, it's my body. I can do whatever it is. It's not your body. At what point did you make your body? Where, which supermarket did you buy your body from? Somebody says, my body, I can do whatever I want. Eh? Please tell me where you bought your body from. Praise the Lord. D- does anybody know? It's not your body. It was given to you. God wants a people who acknowledge him. Now, try, trying to go back to this, you know, th- this challenge we have now. So, so, these people inside of them, there's a sense of debt, indebtedness to acknowledge. Do you understand? God has been good. So, I want to do something good. The first good thing any man must do, any woman must do, is to what? Is to go back to the owner. Praise the Lord, somebody. Is to go back to the one who gave you you and say to him, the owner of my life, I come to say what? Thank you. The creator of my life, I come to say what? Thank you. And then I say that thank you, he will tell me this is the way I want you to live the life I gave you. The other things are secondary. Praise the Lord. The other things do not and cannot cancel because you see, what has happened is that there's been this view of God, which has been thrown out there, you know, by, uh, by many of us, you know, everybody, that God is in need. Praise the Lord. That God, God, God needs to be helped, you know, with money. God needs to be helped with different things. But, but the, 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 anybody who thinks that re- really has not begun to know, not, not even God, science. And, and just basic understanding of the world we're in. From the time God created the world, has he introduced wealth into the world? All the wealth is there. All the resources are there. Praise the Lord. Now, when, okay, thank you Holy Spirit. In Matthew 4, take us to Matthew 4. Matthew 4, I think from 9. When, when Satan was tempting our Lord Jesus Christ. When Satan was tempting our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, yes. He said to him, can, can you go back to 8? Where he showed him all. Oh, thank you. He says again, the devil took our Lord Jesus up on an exceedingly high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their what? Okay, verse 9. He says, and he said to him. All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. I, I want you to look at this scenario now. And ask, I, I want you to answer this question. If Jesus, God forbid, if Jesus had actually said, okay, let's deal. Would the world shift from a location to another? Would there be a relocation of the world? Would there, the world would be as it is. What would shift? If you get this, I've, concluded, I've gotten this sermon across. What would have shifted? Sorry? What would have shifted is who the praise will go to. What I'm trying to say is this. Praise is more valuable than material. Who you praise is more important than what you do. That's why organizations will sell you close-up. They will sell you Coca-Cola. They will sell you even cars. 
And then they will pay somebody to use their car free of charge. Do you get what I'm talking about? Somebody who already has a reputation, they will go to the person and say, Amen, because we notice that people like you, people praise you, people love you and adore you. Come and drive our car for free and we'll be paying you 50 million every year. Meanwhile, um, uh, Pastor Falake wants to drive the same car. They say you must pay 70 million for the car. Are you selling the car? Are you dashing the car? It depends on who the praise is going to. The matter of glory is too weighty. We don't understand it. So when we see people, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. When we see people trying to, trying to get into the place where they become God-like in the other sense of it, where all praise, all attention ends on them, you see, they've begun to misunderstand who God is and what is about. God wants you and I to know that do you have intelligence? Beautiful. As you use it, know that I did what? I gave it to you. Do you have wealth? Beautiful. Go ahead and use it, but know that what? I gave it to you. Do you have power? Go ahead and use it. But just know, in fact, I, I like the way the Bible put, put this one in Ephesians where it's talking about, you know, servants. It talks about Christian servants and it says that the Christian servants should, you know, serve the, the Christian brother, you know, with more diligence and all of that. Then he said to the employer, to the boss, he said, you also, now, he said, treat your servants fairly. Why? He said, knowing that as you are somebody's boss, God is what? Your own boss. So, the, the matter of glory is trying to remind the whole world that God is in his world. He hasn't retired. Praise the Lord. No, he has not stepped out. And, and he is interested. He's not willing. He's not eager. He will not allow you play with his glory. Nobody's going to stand on any day and say to God, well, you did well and I did well. No. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 29. A, a man who understood this very well and a man who rightfully could have been excused if he did not understand it is the man David. The man David. The man David is somebody who, you know, if he took glory to himself, we could understand. I've seen, I've, I haven't seen, I've seen lions on television. But I've seen tigers, you know, live. And they're not big dogs. What did I say? No, they're not big dogs. They're lions. <laughs> I've seen bears on television. I've not seen them live. They're, they're not just, they're not teddy bears. Somebody who will kill a lion and kill a bear. If that man is walking with his arms like this. And if he takes titles upon himself, the most excellent David, conqueror of the British Empire, CBE, JBC, <laughs> you know, all of that, nobody should blame him. But this is what he said. First Corinthians 29. David from verse 10, I read. He says, therefore, David blessed the Lord before the assembly. And David said, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our father forever and ever. He said, yours, O Lord, is what? Oh, it's not on the screen. Okay, I'll read it for you. Yours, O Lord, is the what? Greatness, the power, and the what? Glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is what? Is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. 12, he went on. He says, both riches and honor come from you. And you reign over all. In your hand is what? Power and might. And in your hand is, it is to what? To make great and to give strength. You see, David was, was touching where it should be touched. He was saying to God, now I know. Praise the Lord. 
David is a man that if we could use the word earned, earned everything. He did. He did. As a little boy, kill lion, kill bear. As a young boy, you kill the giant. Imagine if, you know, tomorrow after service now, I just change my clothes and I head into, okay, they've killed their shakal. I head into, um, which forest is remaining now? No, some, okay, Sambista, I don't know who is major in Sambista now. I just change now and wear tank top and just enter there and bring you, you know, the head of the kidnappers. What will happen? Uh, when you look at me, you say, this man, you're great. Then I, when I stand before you to give a speech, they call me to give a speech. And I'll just say, oh God, yours is the glory. You say, uh, uh, tell us, give us the real do you understand? That, that's what David is saying. David is saying, yours is the power. Yours is the glory. He knew he was that. No wonder the Bible says, I, I found just uh, David, the son of Jesse, a man what? After my heart. David understands divine things. David understands that God is particular about his creation acknowledging him. So whatever it is I have, I got it from him. And if I got it from him, you know what he wants me to do? He wants me to acknowledge him. He wants me to live life on his terms. He wants me to live life what? On his terms. Like I was saying, the, mis- the mistake we've made is that we think God is in need. God has no need. I, I, I've, been, I've been itching to share this experience with you because I, I shared the first part. I told us about our neighbor who, you know, was throwing party from 24th of December. And then, you know, <laughs> so I told you about the food he brought. You know, nice food. The type I like. Okay. And I told you how I wanted to, you know, just send it back, but thank God for help me. My wife said, no, it, will be, it won't be fair. It won't be harsh. So in the heat of that whole anger, I said, Lord, what do you want to teach me? And the Lord said to me, he said, isn't this what you people do to me? That man is like smoke entering your nostrils, irritating you, disturbing, insulting, you know, you're just disrespecting everything you represent. And then he gives you rice and meat pie and samosa. So I'll start jumping. They gave me rice. They gave me samosa. They gave me rice. He said, that's what you do to me. He said, that's why I said to Saul. He said, to obey is better than what? Sacrifice. A lot of people, God is telling them, stand here. God is telling them, stop this. Do that. Um, there's a passage you read. That, that might help us. I think it's the Romans 2, 4. The living Bible. You can just put it on the screen. God is telling you, stop, stop doing this. This is how I want you to live life. You're busy giving God offerings. Giving him sacrifice. Even better, see, you may not even be giving, you may be doing it everywhere. You want to be known as a nice person. Meanwhile, the owner of your life is saying, you're not nice. You're not nice. You're in rebellion. Is someone hearing? You're in rebellion. But you see, you, you know something good is around you. So you just have to do good. But the owner who gave you the life, the air you're breathing, said, these are my terms. And we're giving God samosa instead of turning off the loudspeaker. The food we had in my house, the cake, you know, it was my birthday. It was Tochiku's birthday. So we had food, 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 food. And then they were bringing a tree of food in the midst of their irritation. Just look at the balance. And they would have thought when, when, when you know, they received it from them, they would have thought we have settled pastor and his family. Let's party on. But instead, the food even provoked the sound. Because I, was not, I told my wife, so I'm hungry. So they, look, they thought that all this while I haven't eaten. That's why you give me food. And I called the man and begged him. Oh God, please turn off this thing now. He said he would. They didn't. So he can imagine the, the affront. 
Imagine the disregard. And then they gave me food. I wish they didn't give me that food because the food is what put the... In- <laughs> The, the food just spoiled the whole thing because so so this is where this is the level you think I am. But but you see, that's what we do to God. That's what we do to God. Oftentimes we come to God and we you know offer him things, and he's saying to, to you and I, I, I mean the, the thing you're even giving me, I gave it to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What you're bringing is mine. I gave it to you, so I'm not impressed with what you're bringing. I, I want your life. I want, not, not even just you. I want that life. I gave you that life. I have a plan for your life. What I want is that knee bowed before me. What I want is that heart surrendered before me. What I want is that life saying to me, you are my God, you made me. You are my blesser, you have blessed me. You have given me understanding, you have given me intellect, you have given me this privilege. What would you have of me? That's what he wants. When the leper returned to Jesus to praise him, was he going to offer anything to Jesus? Just nothing. Did Jesus take anything from me? Nothing. Only thing that happened is that this man went away whole. And we understand that by faith are we saved, isn't it? So that man went away with salvation plus the healing. The others got healing. They didn't get salvation because they never returned to their maker. All I'm trying to say to us this beautiful morning is that God is particular about his glory. And the enemy is particular about stealing that glory. Because when he said to uh, our Lord Jesus, if you bow to me, I will give you. So if, if someone has the whole earth, Praise the Lord. And the kingdoms of the world. What else could he be looking for? It meant that all of that doesn't satisfy the spirits. It means that spirits don't really eat food. They don't, they don't drive cars. Praise the Lord. Spirits, the, the things that move flesh, they don't move spirit. What moves spirit is glory. It's glory. It's praise. Is acknowledging you are the source. Because of time, I want to show us a few scriptures and then we'll pray. Uh, which one will take, won't take much time? Okay. Let, 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 let's see the other side of it. Let's see Acts 12. In Acts chapter 12, in Acts chapter 12, we have the account of Herod. Herod in verse 1 of 12, the Bible said, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then Herod killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. He killed one of Jesus' disciples. Okay? Verse 3 says, And because he saw that he pleased the Jews, what did he do? He proceeded further and what? To seize Peter also. <laughs> okay. So he seized Peter, but because it was um, a day before the Sabbath, he put him in prison. Now. And Herod did all of this. He was still breathing. Nothing was going on. No problem at all. Not a problem at all. Come with me to verse 20 of the same chapter. Verse 20 says, Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. But they came to him with one accord, and having made blasters, the king's personal aid, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a sad day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. The voice of a God and not of a man. They kept shouting. Notice the Bible said they kept shouting. I'm just seeing that here now. Because God must have been warning him. Herod, tell them you're not God. Herod, tell them you're not God. Do you understand? But the voice of the shout was loud. He was enjoying it. Herod, tell them you're not God. What's the next line? The next line says what? No, no. The 23 now, the next. Then what happened? 
Immediately, an angel of the Lord, what? You see, he killed an apostle. The angel didn't strike him. He took Peter, put Peter in prison. The angel didn't strike him. Eh? When they said he is God, and he did not tell them, wait, 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 I'm not God. He said, immediately, an angel struck him. And they told us why. They said what? Because he did not give glory to God. God is particular about his glory. Are you hearing me? God is particular. And I've tried to explain what glory is here because there are so many dimensions. So, you know, some people will tell you if you give money, you've given glory. No, that's a, that's a level of a hungry man. No, it is knowing that all that I am, all that I hope to be, everything is of him. That first Corinthians, uh, Chronicles 29 captures, it says it is him that gives the power. It is him that gives the wealth. It is him that gives the position. It is him that gives the intellect. It is him that made me who I am. You know, you know this is one of the areas where us men, you know, we men. Is it us men or women? Us, we, we. You know, have to be careful. Well, just anybody that is in a position of authority or power. You see, be careful. Let people not think it ends with you. Or rather, it flows from you. The way some of us back in our homes, nobody will do this. Sit down there. The way some of us back, as if we bought the oxygen in that house. You build the house, thank you, sir. But who gave the oxygen in the house? Did you buy a supply of oxygen? God, as we go into 2022, heaven is trying to point our eyes to a matter that many take lightly. And like I, I tried to, you know, illustrate about this, my friend. He, he said, he said, he said, he said, you know, you know, you know, um, I, I don't know what he calls me. I can't remember again. But he said, he said, when, when the widows and the poor people, when they give it to them, you know, they pray for me, they record it. And then my spirit is lifted. I say, hi. I said, the devil is wicked. I said, the devil is wicked. So, so, you know, you know what that means? You have become a God to those people. You have become a God because they now see you as their source. Whereas that is what you should say. This you ought to do what without what leaving the others on. Surrender your life to God. Surrender everything you are to God. And then in worship to God, love your brothers who are poor. Love your brothers, your sisters who are widows, isn't it? Give and then in honesty acknowledge it. Lord, all I'm doing is what? Is what you have not 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 doing it as an alternative to God. No. I was speaking to another one, you know, and I was telling him, you know, this year, this year, God's, you know, just like what God was saying to us in church, this year. You know, you, you, you have to. You have to take God seriously. You know, you have to. He said, I'm doing my best. Ah, I do good. When I see people who need money, I give them. And I say, Lord. Because, and what I sensed in those conversations is, the goodness of God is touching these people. Praise the Lord. The, the kindness of God is being showered on them. And instead of them now turning immediately to God, the enemy comes in and deflects it and says, it's you. Do something good. So we understand this now when the Bible says that the, the, the Jews seeking a righteousness that is not of faith. Now, the righteousness, the things they were doing, all those things that you know they give to the poor, the Jews, they, they master it. But they would not now acknowledge Jesus, the son of God. That was a problem. So it was a matter of priority. It was a matter of first saying, Jesus, you are Lord. And submitting their whole honor and prestige and say, the master has come. We surrender to you. 
and then continuing with every other thing they did. Now, for you and I who already know him, the challenge for us also is this. In the daily living of our lives, are we handling the resources that he has given to us, acknowledging that he is our source? Because, you see, the, the, the devil fights dirty. He fights smart. He fights clean. He fights technical. He fights on any standard. So, when you now find those who know God, praise the Lord, who now have this faith in God, and then God says, give. I say, um, no, I, I have plans. What are you saying? You're saying, you may own my head, but I own my money. Is that possible? It's not possible. You may own my life, but I own my time. Is that possible? It's not possible. The surrender implies, or rather the glory implies, whatever I do. The Bible says, do all things to what? The glory of God. Whether it's my work, whether it's my private life, whether it's my uh, uh, challenges, that's another area. If we have time, we'll, we'll touch on that. Even the Christian that is going through difficulties, it, you, know, you know what the opposite of giving glory is? You know what's the opposite? It's complaining. What thing afflicts us Christians more than any other thing? Complaining. Complaining. And if, if glory is so important to God, if giving glory is so important to God, what do you think complaining is to him? Is irritating. If you read the story, the account of the children of Israel, you know, in their journey. This will happen. They will get hungry. You know, they will say one or two things. But at a time, God couldn't take their murmurings anymore. Because you see, when I complain about a situation, I am saying whoever is in charge doesn't know what he's doing. Praise the Lord. Whoever is in charge is being unfair to me. Whoever is in charge is being, you know, it's, it's mismanaging my situation. You, you, the, the person is actually wishing, God, just come down there. Let's, let me do a better job. But the wise believer has come to understand that whatever it is, that's why the Bible can tell us and advise us in all situations, what should we do? We should give thanks. Therefore, what? This is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, who know better. So the believer that has been going through difficulty, don't come to the presence of God and say to him, Lord, you have dealt me badly. No, don't say that. When you come to him, say, Lord, I know that my times and seasons are in your hands and you make all things what? Beautiful in his time. When you say that, God will know that you know he's mighty. Nobody complains when he knows that solution is around. Nobody does that. We complain out of despair, out of disillusionment, out of, well, I, I mean, you know, we just murmur this thing, you know, all that, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But, but when we sense that there is a plan, and I want to tell the believer listening to me, God has a plan. Praise the Lord. God does what? God has a plan. And that plan is for his glory. He said, I know the thoughts. That I'm thinking towards you. The God, listen, the, the, the God who said, the, the, the one we read in Isaiah 40, he said, I have a reputation. So if you're a believer and you're living this life following God, don't you think that God wants to gain glory in your life? Praise the Lord. For the believer, the story is not all about you. Young lady, you're married. This story is not all about you. God wants when they tell your story. Oh, who here will say, what a wonderful God he is. For your finances, God wants it to be when they say, ah, do you know this man was this? He borrowed money. He was in this distress. He was in that distress. And when they bring you to a wealthy place and you tell the story, he wants all to say, what a marvelous God he is. He's particular. When you understand glory. You can, you can, you know, walk this life being at an advantage no matter the situation you find yourself in. That's what David knew. David had an understanding of it. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, so this morning, uh, as we round up, we're going to just sing and dance. I want, I want to show us one more scripture 
and then, you know, we move. First Chronicles 16. First Chronicles 16, because I've talked about David. And you know, David, the Bible says, is the man that is after God's heart. And I saw this, uh, and I know it will help us because we're going to be singing and thanking of First Chronicles 16, verse 7. Verse 7. It says, on that day, David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph, his brethren, and his brethren to thank the Lord. Can, can you give me that in the Living Bible? I want us to see something here. David is a man who, who was able to put this thing that we are talking about together. In the sense that, you know, praise, when we say praise, when we say give God glory, there's the voice, there's the sound part of it, isn't it? Like today we're going to be dancing and clapping and singing praises to God. It was David that began the, the custom or the tradition of what we are going to do. Abraham, praise and worship, was taking Isaac to go and what? Offer him. Jacob, they would say, he poured, you know, he set up a stone and poured oil. They didn't do what we're doing now. But David brought it up, okay? And since then, it's been the tradition, okay? If we had time, I was hoping we'll read down because it's such a, you know, powerful psalm praise that he wrote there. David started it. So we'll sing and dance. But David's life was not just about singing and dancing. That's what I want us to go to, you know, to, to take note of this morning before I leave it. David's, after he had done the will of God, sang and praised. Are you with me? David, after he had fought in the battles, sang and praised. So the singing and praising does not replace the life you have to live. Are you with me? But what makes David's combinations is that because of the singing and praising, he got God so excited that God began to swear to him to his generations. So we have an advantage now, but we will not be carried away. You know that religious thing that you come, you dance, 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 and then you go feeling, ah, I've really worshipped God. Yes, your dance could be worshipped. If there is no area of disobedience in your life. Let's bow our heads. I want you to talk to the Lord. The first thing I want us to do this morning as a church. Is to just tell him Lord. You deserve the glory. In my life. The glory belongs to you. The glory for every good thing. For my marriage, for my healing, for my job, for my health, for my sound mind. I'm acknowledging you. You are my God. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. I want you to talk to him. Sincerely from the depth of your heart. Tell him, Lord, I acknowledge you. I come back like that one leper to say, you are my healer. You are my provider. Many of us traveled. We know what the news was was saying. And we traveled and returned. Tell him, Lord, you are the one who took me there. You are the one who watched over me. You are the one who brought me back. You are the one who watched over those I left. Just give him glory. Just acknowledge him. You're the one who watched over the pe- my parents I went to see. You're the one who watched over my children that I left. You're the one who kept. Just, just, just acknowledge him. Just acknowledge him. Just acknowledge him. Say to him, Lord, it is you who did it. And that's what I'm saying to you this morning. I thank you. Thank you. And this year you have brought me in. You are the one who will do it. You are being faithful, Lord. The songwriter say, you alone are worthy, Lord, to be praised and adored. He said, for you've been faithful, Lord, from the ages past. So let the Lord know you have been my source. You have been my keeper. You have been my wisdom. 
I look around my life and I know had it not been for God who was on my side. Had it not been for Jehovah. Had it not been him. Had it not been him. So thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. In Jesus name. The second part I want you to praise is. I want you to take it further. I want you to come to him. Like we learned from the text. He said they returned. I want you now to leave who is by your side in your mind. And go to God personally. Tell him Lord. What do you think of me? I come back to you. You made me. And someone that God. You know God has blessed you. Ask him, what do you want to do with this, my life, this blessed life of mine? What do you want to do with this beautiful life of mine? What do you want to do with this privileged life of mine? That is returning. Returning is coming to the owner. Somebody owns you. Lord, I've thanked you for the blessing. I've thanked you for the job. Some of us, our jobs are so critical. We're in such power. We meet, we meet with so many people. Lord, what do you want me to do? Some of us are exposed, you know, to, to interact with all kinds of persons. Lord, I return this morning to ask my maker, what do you want me to do? What would you have of me this year, 2022? What do you want me to do with the opportunities that are open before me? What do you want me to do with the resources that you have placed in my hands? Who, who should I give to? What should I do? What should I invest in? Which business? What? Just, Lord, I return. That is glory. You come back to him to say, Lord, I am not running off on my own. I can't handle it. I cannot do it by myself. And while we are praying this return part, there may be somebody here who for you, it is to surrender that life to Jesus. He's saying to you, you're not even, you need to be made whole. I need to wash you in the blood. You need to be born again. This year, Jesus come into my life. That's what he said. You need to be saved. You need to surrender that life. Or for someone, maybe you need to rededicate that life. You know that you're not living this life the way I want you to live it. I can pray with you. If that is what he's saying to you as you come to him, then I want you to raise your hand so I can pray with you. Anywhere you are. Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Yes. Somebody is saying. Is that life I want? I want to surrender to me. I want to surrender to me. The gold I gave it to you. Everything I gave it to you. But the life. I want to surrender. I want to surrender. Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come presenting this life to you. Take me, Lord. Lord, take me. Make of me what you want me to be. Is there any person before we pray? Thank you, O oh Lord our God. And so, for every one of us, Father, we are thanking you. Lord, we are acknowledging you. As you said to that Samaritan, your faith has made you whole. I pray, O oh Lord, for your sons and daughters. Your word you have spoken to them. Their hearts you have turned back to you. These ones are living with an assurance that the glory belongs to you. And so, Father, I pray. In this season that you are looking for men and women. Through whom you will make your glory known. I pray for their lives. Let them be, O oh Lord, areas of glory. Let them be centers of glory. Let their businesses be businesses that your glory will be showered through. Let the marriages here represented be marriages through whom your glory will be revealed. Let, O oh Lord, Father, the, the lives of your children here, let their health cause doctors to marvel. Let those in their workplaces be outstanding. Let them be distinguished. Let the lawyers operate in superior wisdom. 
Let the doctors, oh Lord, operate in superior wisdom. Let the artisans operate in superior wisdom. Let your glory, let the teachers carry an anointing. Let these ones have solutions. Because they know to give you glory. Lord, give them your power. Let your presence confirm them. This year, let great things be said of them. Thank you, O oh Lord our God. For in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center. Off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway. Near next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.